All right, it is that time once again to hit the books, part of the Hammer Betting Network, alongside the man, the myth, the legend himself, Mr. Joey Kanish, our producer extraordinaire, Zach Phillips. I'm merely Brad Powers. In today's conference preview edition, we're tackling the Mountain West, fresh off arguably their worst season in 25 years of existence a year ago. We'll see if there's any improvement for the upcoming season. But before we get into that, let me remind you that Hit the Books is brought to you by BetStamp. The easiest way to improve as a sports better is to use multiple sports books and always get the best odds. We recommend using an odds comparison tool like BetStamp. BetStamp compares odds across every sports book for games, futures, and player props. Save time and money by checking BetStamp before you bet. Download the app today. If you're looking to sign up for a new sports book account, please check out the offers available at BetStamp.app slash Hit the Books or hit the link in the description. If you sign up through this page, it helps support the show kanish mountain west this is my baby now uh you know for those of you watching on youtube i you know joey lib thought this was a maga hat that i'm wearing but it's actually a unlb <laughs> uh red hat with uh you know white lettering i mean i know you gotta be careful with that in today's day and age but it is a unlv hat although i'm not too high on unlv this year i was gonna say uh, you told me did you get the seasons back again or did you cancel them I canceled them, but not oh, because I, I don't like the coach. Uh, it's just, man, I can't get to these games. Like last year, they had like four non Saturday games. So, yeah, I could, you know, I could go if it's a Thursday night or a Friday night, but I got one of those this year. So, nobody wanted to go with me. I'm terrible company, man. Uh, so, I leave at halftime anyway, all the games. <laughs> well, you got to come in for the BG game this year in Ann Arbor, baby. You know, we can get you out on the field. Famous famous BG alum, Brad Power, celebrated here. Nah. What's the line on that game going to be, like 40? Yeah, I was going to say. It's going to be up 49? there. 49? Yeah, <laughs> it's going to be up there. Uh, wow. Well, let's talk this conference. So, obviously, historically, Boise State has been the cream of the crop in this conference. They made the championship game a year ago. In a power rating, at least to start off, I do have them number one, at least entering this 2023 season. There's a lot to like about them. You know, followed by the Fresno States, the Air Forces of the world. I do think there's a couple of possibilities for teams to at least make a run. Uh, the Colorado States. I think Nevada is going to be much improved this year. So anxious to hear your thoughts on those teams. But let's just get it kick-started here with Boise State. Uh, you know, the, the Broncos – Last year, uh, you know, Andy Avalos fired his OC in the middle of the season after they got embarrassed by UTEP. He replaces him with Dirk Cutter, and away they went offensively. Taylor Green, their quarterback's back. If you haven't watched Boise State football, incredible athlete, 6'5", 215, uh, can run. Uh, he needs to improve as a passer. But the, the thing I like most probably about this Boise State team is their running back duel. Uh, when you talk about, you know, George Halani's back yet again, this genty kid. At running back, really flashed in the bowl game. He had 800 plus yards as a true freshman a year ago. That's as good of a one-two punch at running back in the entire group of five. Uh, defense, they lost a couple of stars to draft, but Avalos's defense is usually uh, perform well there. The only hang-up for me on this Boise State team is their schedule. Man, difficult. Let's start with the non-conference: Washington Open, UCF, at Memphis. I mean, that's three really tough games. So. While I think they'll be favored in every single Mountain West game, those three games in non-conference might beat them up a little bit. It was one of the major reasons why I took an early position under nine. Wouldn't recommend it now at their current numbers, but uh, anxious to hear what you think you got to say about the Broncos. 
You know, obviously, definitely the cream of the crop in the conference. Uh, definitely a team with the most talent. Uh, yeah. One of those, even though Taylor Green can be a little limited passing, I think it, it definitely in in the G5 conference there, you can kind of get away with that a little bit more than I think you can in the, the P5 uh, type of deal. But the, the thing that I would say is, you know, maybe the, the most bullish case, I think, with Boise State, is, and we'll get into it here with the next couple teams, is I think this second tier of of team in the Mountain West um, just isn't just isn't a strong. I've kind of got the arrow pointing down on a number of programs here that have been, uh, you know, the Fresno losing Jake Hayner, Air Force, San Diego State with you know my old, my old uh, you know Uncle Brady there at uh, Coach. Uh, there's just a number of teams. San Jose State was live, you know, for a few years. They commute. I just don't know if this, you know, the second tier, the normal teams that have been even exceeding Boise State the last couple of years um, are going to be able to maintain it this year where they brought a lot back. Um, I just I just think they're going to almost like out-talent uh, the conference this year. Uh, but it would be, and, and I will guess we'll go through it, the conference, the, maybe the conference in all the land that I could see that I would call the most wide open, wide open mountain air, baby. I think there that, you, you know, you could see a number of teams in this conference anywhere from one to maybe getting all the way down to, you know, nine or 10 there uh, in terms of the odds listings that, that could make a legitimate shot to make a run at this championship game, uh, which I don't think you can say in most conferences. Um, so yeah, this is one where, Hey, it, it, there's, I, I've sprinkled a number of teams. I know you have, um, yep. but Definitely Boise at the – they would be the only team in what I would – you know, this top four here um, that I would even remotely consider. Plus 225. Any any interest in that? I actually took a little bit of a worse number. I, I think uh, – two or no, 220 uh, is what I was seeing. What do we got here? Uh, any interest in 220 at the – that looks like Caesars? It's – I mean – I, I'm okay with it with a portfolio that is not going to include for me any of the you know the next five options there. I think the other uh, sprinkles I have are much longer numbers. So yeah. you know, start the portfolio with uh, you know a, a Boise number. I'm okay with that. Or do we go over seven and a half? Uh, it's juiced at uh, FanDuel and MGM. It's tough because, as you said, their their non-con is going to be. Uh, yeah, I think. I mean, if they win one of those, you know, obviously right, right. They win that. The game against an FCS opponent, but I mean, I could see him losing two out of. I don't have a strong take either way uh, on that one. I will take the plus money. I mean, okay. again, uh, yeah, I don't want to lay one seventy. Let's just take the conference future again. I I bet it at plus two ten at Circa when it came out. So I mean, I, I even got ten cents worse of the number. So the I'm title game's still at their place, isn't it? By last time I checked, like it's not a neutral. Is it at? Nah, if they State? had the best record, it's at their place now if someone other if another team has a better record than them it's at uh at that opponent but who's gonna have a better record than them in conference play well, it's, yeah, yeah. i don't see it uh and let's start let's start running down the teams that you know at least from a power ratings perspective could be somewhat close to them defending chance fresno state that beat boise state for the mountain west championship on the blue turf last year but i mean this is a fresno state team that lose their all everything jay kaner you want to talk about uh, you know, value to a point spread. Look at what Fresno State was without Jay Kaner and then with Jay Kaner. I mean, with them, I mean, that team won their last nine games of the season and, and were, you know, one of the best group of five teams in the entire country. But he's gone. Uh, Mikey Keene comes in from UCF as a transfer to compete for the job. 
but they also lost a fourth-round draft pick, or, you know, not a fourth, Hayner was a fourth-round pick. Their running back, Jordan Mims, was an all-everything. Their top three receivers. Uh, I I don't like anything, really, at the skill position there. Uh, defense loses their top couple guys there. One of them transferred to Oregon. I mean, this is, a, in my opinion, a Fresno State team that'll take a, a pretty sizable step back. But, you know, schedule-wise, I mean, there'll be a slight dog at Purdue. That was that six-point spread there. There'll be a slight dog against Arizona State. They get Boise at home. Uh, not a lot of surefire losses on the schedule, I will say that. Yeah, I mean, they did get, yeah, obviously you said, a favorable uh, look in the schedule, but man, uh, I am not a Mikey Keene guy uh, in terms of coming in. I think even if, you know, the best part of Mikey Keene is going to be a significant downgrade from Hayner, uh, lost or best skill position player. Uh, this is a, it's an under for me at eight and a half. Um, I, I like the under uh, on their uh, season win total. Um, I think especially if, if they're going in, I mean, if you get at Purdue at Arizona state, they don't pick up one of those. Um, I think it's going to be really tough for them. I mean, even, I mean, Eastern Washington's taking a step back there, but they, outside of, you know, they got Kent state coming in, um, but at Wyoming is never easy. They do play Boise state at San Jose state at San Diego state. Um, it, it's their fade for me. Uh, I just think they're, they're too much talent loss. I don't think you can replicate. I mean, when you lose a quarterback like Hainer, which and it is a team that I, it is a team that made me a lot of money over the last few years that I was big on um, under this regime. I think now uh, it's going to come to roost a little bit, even though Fresno, uh, you are able to recruit a lot better than, than a lot of Mountain West schools that are being in California. But I don't see them being able to turn this over um, and kind of replicate any type of success with like a nine and three or a 10 and two that, that, that just seems, it seems out of bounds for me. So yeah, under eight and a half, uh, I'm, I'm good with a minus minus one thirty there. You're welcome for that one. I think it's eight and a half. Cause I, I took uh, positions on over seven and a half and sometimes, uh, you know, you get eight and four sounds good to me, baby. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Eight and four sounds, in fact, that's where I would make it eight and four. So, all right. I, I, I'm not going to disagree with that uh, in that one. I think eight and four is a lot more likely than the nine and three. Let's talk Air Force here. Uh, you, you want to talk about friendly schedule. They, they, they get it yet again, Air Force, but let's talk about personnel. Defense. I mean, I'm going to lead it with the defense. Normally I'm talking skill position, but, man, I get it that they're not on the field much, the defense, because of their option offense. But, I mean, this was a defense last year that was number one in the country in total defense, number three in scoring. Ninth in rushing uh, success rate allowed. They were number four in red zone touchdown rate allowed. I mean, they got off the field their last two games. They allowed zero third down conversions. Their last two opponents, Baylor and San Diego State, two decent teams, over 21 on third down. So, I mean, this defense continues to roll. Uh, You know, you you look on the offense, you lose Hazik Daniels at quarterback. Fullback Brad Roberts is gone. Their leading wideout's gone. Uh, so I think they take a step back, although most of their offensive line is back. But I was expecting to fade this Air Force team. And then you look at their schedule. I mean, there is a good chance that this team is favored in their first 11 games. Go, if you don't believe me, go look at it. I, I think their first you know, good chance of being a sizable underdog is against Boise State in the finale. So uh, I took you know, old Circa. Uh, our friends at Circa opened it up at 8 when the entire market was painted 8.5. Should I respect that, uh, you know, side for Circa? I get it. I mean, it's a sharper book than most, but uh, I took over eight. I know they were taking a position there, uh, but I was more than happy to go over eight wins. I'll probably regret it, but 
I, I don't think I, I think I have at worst is a, is a push there. No, I'm with, uh, you know what? I agree. I was kind of leaning your, you know, same way there in terms of what I was going in just with their, uh, you know, kind of my, my thoughts on it. But I mean, as you said, the defense really strong. I feel like you can just, uh, even though, you know, Zeke Daniels was at times when he was healthy electric, they did, you know, rotate in a number of quarterbacks. I, I think if there's one thing that's, it's kind of overblown in terms of, you know, returning with the option is getting your, you know, your quarterback back there. Because uh, it's not like the the guy. I mean, unless you have a transcendent player, uh, maybe uh, those guys, even names escaping me, the, you know, well, they had the one year. But Welcome for the most part, yeah, yeah. Um, for, you know, for the most part, I think the production is pretty replicable. Um, but with their defense, uh, I mean, that's going to be hard on a lot of Mountain West teams that, you know, they play a style of ball out there that I don't think, there's only a handful of teams in the conference that can really, uh, you know, match up well with that. Kind of as we said, you know, with, with Navy's benefit, where you're going into some of these, uh, you know, these G5 teams that don't have a ton of, you know, defensive line talent, it makes, makes it much tougher. So, yeah, I haven't done anything, though, with Air Force in terms of, uh, you know, in terms of their, I agree, I would have played, uh, I agree, you, uh, you know, beat me to the eight there, um, but eight and a half. Uh, doesn't doesn't make me want to go either way. I didn't take any conference futures. I think the numbers, uh, you know, not not so super appetizing for me in a conference that I think is more wide open. So um, I don't have any positions for them, but I, I would agree with you that I'd be, you know, if you gun to my head, um, you know, I'd lean towards the over and them being uh, a little bit better than the market. Let's talk about the only team we, we you know, pull behind the curtain. We're doing a cut. We're taping a couple conferences today. So there's a total of 26 teams that we're going to talk about in these two conferences. The only team I have not bet a season win total is San Diego state uh, season win total six and a half, seven call me, you know, damaged goods, but I mean, I'm still trying to recover for that performance in, in the Hawaii bowl for San Diego state where somehow, <laughs> some way San Diego state lost a football game where they allowed minus 66 yards rushing and blew a two touchdown lead against middle Tennessee. I literally could make a case that they could have taken a knee on freaking <laughs> offense after they, after they got up, they literally could have taken a knee on every play and probably would have won the game, but they had five turnovers. They somehow tried to throw it 40 times for some stupid reason, but they have a new coordinator, Ryan Lindsay. You might be familiar with the name. He used to be quarterback for San Diego state. The game plan is to throw more. We'll see if they got the personnel to do it. I'm not sure that they do. They lose some of their best uh, guys on the defensive side of the ball. I'm not a Brady Hope fan. I'm sure you're not. Uh, you know, at this level, he does okay. But uh, I don't know, man. I thought that win total right around seven was fair. Uh, I got him an underdog in five games. I know you've, we, we faded him right on this program yeah. uh, in week one with o Ohio. I feel like this program has just gone away from – is like trying to get away from the bread and butter of – it's like you had something that, you know, it was, was going pretty well, and then you wanted just a little – you got greedy and you want a little bit more, and now it's I, – I just think offensively their game plan of, like, we're going to open it up somewhere, we're going to throw the – I don't think Why? they have – I don't know. I don't think they have the personnel for that. I don't think they have the, the coordinators for that. Um, I don't think it worked out particularly well. To me, this was, a, you know, a team that – was able to get some, you know, some big, the beef, you know, Brady Oak was able to recruit the offensive linemen uh, that were for, you know, a rushing base attack, do a little bit of play action, play defense. Um, that was their, you know, Rocky Long in there, the defensive yeah. play, you know, to me, that was their, that was their thing. Um, and now I just don't know if, if, you know, shifting away from it. I mean, I tell you, we faded them uh, week one there. I, I didn't, uh, 
I didn't inv- I thought, you know, I was hoping to get a little bit more of a, you know, a better number uh, on the regular season win, or I would have been an under player, but I agree with you. You know, six and a half, it wasn't, uh, a, you know, a play for me. But uh, it's not a team I think is going to compete for the conference. Uh, it's a team that, you know, their, their head coaches just, you know, you did, especially when you get into some close games, uh, you, you, that's where it really factors in. So I don't like the changes they've made or, or kind of what they've doing. They've still got, you know, uh, you know, a talented roster with respect to the rest of the conference. But, no, it's uh, it was it. A fade in week one for me. It would be an under or nothing for me uh, and definitely not uh, investing in them in a conference future portfolio. Ryan Lindley's a coordinator. I think I might have said Lindsey. I think he's uh... – a coordinator back east. So if I didn't say that right when I first said it, Ryan Lindley, the former quarterback, uh, is their new offense coordinator. Yeah, I'm, I I just – I mean, everyone tries to be cute. I mean, I still think football can be won. Play defense, run the football, play action. They, they won so many seasons of multiple, you know, double-digit win seasons. I mean, it's working. You can be that different team on the West Coast, that different program that's all about physicality and win a bunch of games a la what Stanford was, uh, you know, under Harbaugh in the yep. early years of Shaw. I don't know why you'd want to get away from that. It works out, out west here, but whatever. Uh, let's talk a couple more teams. Uh, you know, speaking of play defense, run the football, play action, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Wyoming. Let, let's talk about the Pokes here. Uh, and, and, you know, a, a team that, you know, Craig Bull's really conservative. Uh, they went for it on fourth down. 6% of the time last year, that's the lowest in the FBS. So, you know, if you're an analytics guy, you're probably not liking Wyoming too much. You're also probably not liking their quarterback. Peasley leaves a lot to be desired. Oh. I do like that the transfer at running back, that Whaley kid from Northern Illinois. I think you plug into this offense, you're going to get 1,000 yards. Defense will be much better than what they were a year ago. But that being said, man, this is kind of a, you know, a team that's got a, High floor, very low ceiling. They're good. We know they're going to be like six and six, maybe seven and five. Uh, what say you on, uh, on Wyoming? It's like what we just talked about with San Diego State, except they were just a lot worse at doing it. Like uh, with, yeah. without as much talent, uh, you know that Greg. And you know it kind of works. They play in a lot of you know weather games at, at Wyoming. You can get the right teams at home. Uh, they can stop the option versus Air Force. You can kind of you know play their style of football, especially when it's cold. This passing offense, though, last year was like, what? We like, we cannot complete a forward pass under any circumstances. And then, like, we're just going to go three and out and keep punting. Um, yeah. it, he, it's like they, you know what? Like, I, I'm all for the, you know, run and play defense if it work. But Craig Bull takes it to, like, another level of just, yeah, as you said. Uh, you know, they're, they're probably beat up on some of the bad teams playing their style of football. Uh, not going to be able to compete with the big dogs. Um if anything, I mean, I, I would be a little bit more pessimistic than than usual. Uh, I did bet under six and a half. I, oh, I six at it. six. Yeah, at six and a half, I would have definitely been a buyer on the under there. Uh, even a six, you could tell me that uh, I, I would still take the under at five and a half. Too low, but I don't see this team getting to to seven and five. I don't think their talent level is very good. I know they play a style of football that can be tough on certain teams, but um, yeah, coaching staff, low low skill level position, uh, Wyoming. Oh, we do still have a six and a half available. Yeah. You want it? Um, I'm, I want, yes, I want, I want it so bad that I'm not, I'm not, I'm not sure if it's going to be, you know, when we release this, I know that, but yes, uh, six and a half under minus 135 is, uh, is a bet. Put that on the sheet for us. There we go. Wyoming under six and a half. That is a bet. I give you, if you're watching this and supporting the show, I'll give you a little bonus too. I think, 
I think that's line in week one's too short. I'll lay the 13 with uh, 13 and a half with Texas Tech. Everyone's talking, look ahead because they got Oregon on deck and oh, it's the elevation in Wyoming. I, I'm here to tell you, Texas Tech's way better than Wyoming. So, I mean, I, I don't think they can stop Texas Tech's pass offense. So, I'm lay, I laid the points, bet that multiple times, Texas Tech week one. We will like be talking it. week one in a couple when, when I get back from vacation and we start our weekly. Uh, show back up again at the end of July and early August. We'll be talking some more week ones. There's a bonus for you. Uh, let's talk a couple more teams that at least intrigue me and then I'll open the floor to you. Um, UNLV, we'll talk about the team I'm wearing the cap. Uh, I, I'll say this because I am selling the short term, but I am buying the long term. Barry Odom, I think, is a really good hire. Uh, it's an upgrade over Marcus Royal. Everyone's shocked that they fired him because they won five games a year ago and had some uh, steady progression as far as the win total. Uh, you know, after going over in that 2020 season, I wasn't, you know, pull behind the curtain. Marcus Arroyo wasn't friendly with the boosters. I uh, wasn't friendly with the Fertitta family, which I mean, the Fertitta name is on the football complex. I mean, I, I'd like to be friendly with them. I mean, that might be, that might be something wise to do. There's also, I mean, this population here is exploding. He wasn't necessarily friendly with the local high school coaches. Uh, they didn't recruit locally like they should have. And more importantly, why he was fired abysmal in close games and, and you could say poor luck it was poor coaching i watched in the stands one in ten in one possession games wow. under uh, under his watch and i i i literally focus in on his substitutions i watched the sidelines mass confusion timeouts and inopportune times it's just i'm glad that they got rid of him barry odom to me got maybe a bad rap in misery when they fired him for going 500 I mean, in the SEC, that's about what you're going to be in a program like Missouri. They fire him uh, for Drinkwitz. What has he been the last three years? 500. Uh, so I think Barry Odin's pretty solid. I like his coordinator hires. I like what they're doing recruiting-wise. They have one of the top G5 classes in the country right now. They're, they're recruiting locally. So long-term, I'm buying it. Short-term, I'm not. I was stunned. They put this win total on six and a half. To put in perspective where UNLV as a program has been, they have topped a six and a half win total one time in the last 22 years. So under six and a half for me there, if you can still find a six, even I think at absolute worst, we push that one. I think DraftKings might still have a six there. Uh, I mean, in the non-conference, they have Michigan. Uh, they, they have Vanderbilt. I don't think they win that one at home, even though no. UTEP on the road is going to be difficult. And then they're playing. This is an improved conference this year. We'll talk about some of these teams. Colorado State's much better. Nevada's much better uh, than, than what they were a year ago. And they play all these teams. So, uh, I, I, you know, I think five and seven is where I'm at now on UNLV. What say you? Yeah, you know what? I, I, I'm going to agree. You know, it's one of those that, um, you know, going into it before the market was up, is like, oh, this could be a little bit of a buy. It'll yeah, I agreed with that. I thought I'd be buying. And, uh, you know, I, I like the you know, Doug Brumfeld's back. He's getting you know, kind of a little electric. Ricky White, uh, you know, is a guy who, as long as he's uh, staying out of trouble, is, uh, you know, is a, is a power five talent receiver. He was, you know, good at Michigan State, had some big good. games. Um, but as you've said, you know, the, I agree with you, the Royal. I mean, you've got Bishop Gorman right there in your back. You weren't recruiting luckily. Like UNLV, I think, should be a little bit of a, a sleeping giant here that, that has yeah. not at all reach their ceiling you can get kids to come there uh you should be able to recruit the population it's hopefully they found the, i don't know if Barry odom's the, the right he's better than marcus royal i don't know if he's the right guy to take this you know up yeah, to be in the you know the mountain west champ but yeah, I, agree. I just can't as you said really tough non-con um you know some 
eh, I just I just can't get to you know thinking this team's going to be uh, you know a seven and five team in year one. So yeah, I agree. Wow, it was kind so, of a yeah. team that I was looking to back. Numbers didn't come that way. You can't get stuck on uh, you know hey, numbers not team cliche. Uh, you just you know it's one of those that uh, you just had to pass on. Or in your case, or yeah, six and a half. Um, uh, that just seemed a little too bullish uh, for a team that has not, as you said, has, great to, has not reached those heights uh, for most of our lifetime. No, it has not. Uh, so we're good there. I want to talk a team that I'm I'm really bullish on, and I think I'm not the only one. Colorado State, I think, makes a significant improvement this year. Uh, they just didn't have it last year, but I got to give them credit. You know, after they got dump trucked by an FCS school in Sacramento State, you're thinking, ah, oh, this is going to be one of the worst teams in the country. They kept fighting, clawing, and scratching at the end of last season, particularly on the defense side of the ball. They had a true freshman quarterback in Clay Millen that completed 72% of his passes, a remarkable feat considering that he basically was trying to complete passes on his back because Colorado State's offensive line was arguably so the bad. worst in the country last so year. Bad. They allowed 59 sacks. So I think as long as they go from absolute terrible to – you know, even a bad offensive line, they're going to see an improvement on the offensive side of the ball. And again, most of their top players on defense are back. I am bullish on this team. I bet them over four and a half wins. I took a flyer as a conference future, 70 to one. I took them in week one against Washington State. What say you uh, on Jay Norvell's team? No, I'm with, I listen, I, I'm, I'm all, we're, we are in alignment here. Uh, took some, you know, I think the best I got was a uh, 50 to one on the, the conference future. I know, I know a number of people have been on that. So it's been, it's been coming down um, pretty well. It's still four and a half, right? There. I mean, are you good with the? Yeah, I'm good with that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, they don't I have just... a lot of slam dunk wins, but I mean, they got maybe six or seven games going to be priced around a field goal or so. I just think, you know, I just I think they're going to be much improved. I mean, I mean, my power rating's got it like five point two five. So I mean, I think there's some significant value there. No, I agree. I think uh, you know what I mean. This is one I agree. I bet you joined you with, uh, you know, the Washington State playing week one, but then they got, uh, you know, a Colorado, Middle Tennessee, Utah Tech, um, Utah. I mean, they're live in the I, Colorado game, man. I totally agree. They're live. I think this team. Oh, we're gonna don't. This is uh, Zach. You know, if we want to dunk on Joey, I think this team has a chance to come <laughs> out of the gate four and one. Like, I would not be surprised if they were going four and one. Uh, you know, into that, uh, you know, the the Boise game there. So. Uh, love Jay Norvell. Think they're on the upswing. Um, so for me, I, I would. I, I don't know. If, again, sprinkle on the conference future flyer that uh, if you can find. Yeah, something we won't in the, put that one on the books. Uh, it's obviously no longer seventy to one. I think it's down to forty to one. So I was just playing stuff that. Look, I mean, I'll, I'll pizza bet. Uh, you know, and I'm not talking Little Caesars. I'm talking more of the you know pizza rock here yeah, and the, uh, the, the, the fire oven, the cold, yeah, the yeah, cold, yeah, the yeah. good stuff. Yeah, there yeah you, go. well, you got. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we play a little. If you're gonna give me, you know, double what I think it's gonna be, I'm gonna play a little bit. Uh good. I'm glad we have some of that on Colorado State. Is there any other team uh, that's catching your eye? I know some people like San Jose State. I'm kind of indifferent there. Nevada, I'm pretty bullish on. They got a bunch of Power Five transfers. I watched their spring game. Uh, they look good. Uh, Utah State, I'm very down on uh, Utah State this yeah, year. That was, that was going to uh, be New my Mexico, fun. I'm down oh, on. Hawaii, I'm more positive. Uh, I'm anxious to hear what you have to say on the other teams. Yeah, I know from, uh, you know, the the dream run of Logan UT, baby, two years ago. Um, yeah. We, we, seem to be, we seem to be heading in the wrong direction. Um, and I didn't see a lot in this offseason um, that really – 
really made everybody. me want. Yeah, I know. It's it's the Blake Anderson era. Blake Anderson, who like one of my favorite stories ever in terms of like what he's gone through uh, in his life and just like impactful, powerful coach. Like after his wife died, came like just love the guy. Uh, love what he was done to Utah State's first year. It just seems like uh, I mean it's a tough it's a tough place to win. It is a tough place to like that 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 whatever they did here well like was just an un, incredible feat uh, that they're able to get them uh, to you know a conference championship. Um, but yeah, I, I didn't see a lot to like in the off season in terms of uh, what they lost, what they're able to bring in. Um, Jimmy Chang season baby, uh, you know you like what? Him? I'm a little – I feel like, you know, if you can get that – I think that they're offensively, uh, they'll be pretty exciting. Um, and it'll be much better this year. You know, now that they've kind of had an offseason, kind of returning quarterback. So, kind of like what they'll be able to do on offense. Defense probably still going to be terrible. Um, some of those teams, though, you get them out on the island. Um, and if you can, you know, pick off – what is there? Three and a half for the most part. Did you play uh, – I played over three and a half. We can lock that one in. I like that one quite a bit. I mean, I, I agree with. That. I think you, you get. Um, hold on, let me see. I, and I tell you what, they've got. Uh, you know, Stanford coming in there. They've got they Albany. Win Stanford, that game. I'm here Stanford better you. watch. I was going to say Stanford better watch out in that game. Then they get Albany. Uh, our our beloved New Mexico State uh, is actually going out to Hawaii there. So yeah, I mean, That's they a get fifty you know, fifty game. Yeah, yeah. If you can, you know, get a couple of these teams, uh, you know, and schedule out to the island, get wins there, win Albany, you know, maybe you know. Net, but so, yeah, I like over three and a half. Uh, I think they'll be much improved offensively. Uh, Timmy, they needed a huge culture reset after um, the uh, the guy from Arizona who just uh, you know completely terrorized the the program there of what they were going. So Timmy Chang, I think, was the right hire. I think they'll be more fun this year. Uh, added in some talent, um, not good, but I think they can get to you know four wins. So this is in the weeds a little bit, but you and I, when we were growing up, or at least when we were in high school and college, I mean, Hawaii was a late game and it was on ESPN and yeah. they were really good under June Jones. And I think people paid attention to Hawaii more yes. back then. They Especially don't so much now. I, I'll tell you what, man, at the, they had a whole, he inherited a horrific situation. Timmy yes. Chang did. They quietly covered seven of their last eight games. I don't think people were realizing how competitive they were at the end of last year. They didn't win a bunch of games, but my goodness, they went from God. I think everyone watched the first game against Vanderbilt week zero and watched them lose by 45 points. And then Western Kentucky came in and won by 40 points and thought, and Michigan killed them by 50. And they thought, ah, Hawaii is the worst team in the country. After that, no, they were pretty competitive in the Mountain West. So I, don't, I think if it was 2006, they would have been getting a little bit more publicity. Nobody watches those games on CBS College Sports or whatever network they're on now. <laughs> uh, so, all right, that's in the weeds. But I'll take whatever app I the Hawaii boosters uh, got paid to put the the random stream on that oh that only streams Hawaii games. Uh, so yeah, they, they not too much. The late to Hawaii is a uh, is a very gambling uh, moment there. So I look forward to uh, you know be, being able to sweat out our over three and a half now uh, at, at two in the morning East Coast. There time. might be a little bit of sweat on this one. This one probably isn't one of our great value bets, but man, I I could see him. I mean, if they continue that progression, I mean they're gonna. And keep in mind, 13-game schedule, uh, that, that, that doesn't always get factored in appropriately. It should for Hawaii, but some of the other schools it doesn't. Uh, any other teams you want to talk? Uh, San Jose State, Nevada, New Mexico, any of those teams? I mean, I think New Mexico is one of those where you're 
you're just at such, uh, even though, uh, you know, I think they, I would say it was Dylan Hopkins. Uh, they got him over to New Mexico. Uh, yep. I mean, that's uh, not a bad start there, but man, are they, are they starting from a, uh, a really low bar there? So I think it'll be. Does it a, worry uh, you that Rocky Long left? His protege, Danny Gonzalez, is there. He's helping him out. And yeah. Rocky Long just leaves and takes the Syracuse job yeah. at 72 years old or whatever. I mean, I don't blame them for getting uh, getting out of this or whatever they got going in Mexico. Uh, I mean, tough play, even though we've, uh, you know, our, our boy Jerry Kill in New Mexico State, we're both actual New Mexico. Um, again, tough place to recruit, tough place to win, not a lot of in-state talent. Um, and I, I think it's going to be a uh, a really rough go of it here again this year. So we'll, we'll see what they can come up with. But uh, it's just – and it's a program that doesn't have a lot of resources, not a lot of money. Um that, you know, Bob Davey really sunk into the absolute, you know, turf there. Uh, so, yeah, it's going to it's gonna be a multi-year to get them back to at least uh, even be a bowl team again. So, Let's recap what we got. We got Boise State to win the conference uh, at plus 220-ish. We got UNLV under six wins. We got Wyoming under six and a half wins here. Uh, we got Hawaii over three and a half wins. Am I missing one? Uh, I think that's it, right? All right, so that's a pretty good show. We got enough action there for, as far as the Mountain West. Unless you got some final thoughts, I mean that's going to wrap it up. I like it, baby. Mountain West, the Chris Mountain West era, and we'll see if we can, uh, you know, uh, or, or, we, we switch it over from Logan. Where the hell? Where, where, where does Colorado State? Uh, what city is that? A uh, university? Fort Collins. There we go. Baby. Yeah, we do have it over four and a half. Fort Collins. State. That was the other one. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, we'll see, uh, if we can, uh, hopefully this is, uh, this is one where I think we, you know, you can kind of get a juicy conference sprinkle here is, uh, the, the wide open mountain West could be, uh, could be a fun one this year. That is Joey Kanish guys. Make sure you, uh, if you like our content and you like Kanish or you just love to hate the guy, uh, please make sure you I like, I enjoy that like too. Button. Keep it up, Brian. Keep bringing it up, baby. It fuels the show. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, and he's all about that. Uh, Joey's social media. If you want to follow a really good follow on Twitter, follow Kanish, Joey Kanish on Twitter. It's not boring. No, it's not. Definitely not. Uh, especially he covers he he covers a wide variety of topics. You name it, he covers it. Uh, if you're listening audio form to this, please rate and review it five stars for Joey Kanish. For our producer Zach Phillips, I'm Brad Powers. You just watched the Mountain West preview on Hit the Books, part of the Hammer Betting Network.